Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting. The what in the world is that? And how in the hell did that other thing happen? Edition. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening, but I am stressed. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that means. Mm. I'm freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today is in between E077, anti-biomania. No idea what that means. <laughs> And a trucker who landed butt first on an air hose. Hmm. <laughs> this was either mm. this guy's worst day yeah. or his best day. <laughs> Not yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see that. I could see it going either way, but mm, boy, howdy, it went, it, it was pretty bad. It, it, <laughs> it went something. Bad. It went something. It went as bad as it sounds funny. Amazing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. Perfect. That means really bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, before we get into all of this, uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the magnificent Marissa Riley. Thank you. It's me. <laughs> it's me. It is you. It's always me. It's so well, good to be here. Welcome to us. Thank you. <laughs> welcome right. to me and her. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if this is if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today, and I'm still not sure <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. It's like oddly very specific and also really vague at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've been staring at the word anti-biomania for a long time, like trying to figure out what it means. Yes. Yeah. Okay, do you want to hear what I what yes. I I've come up with so Absolutely. far? Absolutely. First of all, it doesn't sound real. Second of all, <laughs> anti means like not or against, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then bio is biology. Uh-huh. So, and then mania is woo. That's right. And so like <laughs> Is it like a fuck biology, the festival? It's like a fire fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> fuck festivals, the festival. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into it. And it really is chaos. You're right. <gasps> it really is chaos. Oh, and my it's God. Like, oh, my God. I guess we should just begin. We right? Absolutely okay. should. All right. So like Dr. Marissa here, you're probably wondering what the fuck anti-biomania is, and boy howdy, we're gonna find out, and to do so, we need to travel back in time, just a wee bit, to 2021. No. I know. No, don't make me go back. (laughs) Boy, I know. But on the upside, pack your bags too, because we need to mosey on over to the impossibly gorgeous city of Geneva. Oh, I know, and for my fellow geographically challenged Americans, don't worry, I got you. Excellent. Please imagine France. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, sure. Point to the middle of the East Coast. Okay. And that's it. There you'll find Geneva, a Swedish city that sits right on the French Swiss border, surrounded by the Alps, Barf. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it must really suck for you guys. Wow. Must hmm. suck. Now, Within this city is the University of, sorry, the, Euro, <laughs> the University Hospital of Geneva, and at some point, a 50-year-old man admitted himself complaining of difficulty breathing and sharp pains when taking shallow breaths. Oh no, that's never a good thing. I know. Now it turns out this was a common case of pneumonia. Ooh, that's so bad. That's so bad, especially when you're over a certain age. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the gentleman was prescribed a very common prescription slash slash drug. I could talk. I, I got <laughs> this called 
This drug was called amoxicillin clavulanic acid. Oh, I am f- f- familiar. F- 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 <laughs> I am. I can't talk either. I am it's spreading. I'm sorry. I know it's <laughs> contagious. What have you done? Um, I have taken amoxicillin before for a sinus infection. Yep. And I think you can take it for a UTI as well. It is a super, super useful common drug. Awesome. Absolutely. A- antibiotic. That's right. But I don't know what the, the clavulanic yeah. part is. I got you. Let's explain this too. I looked it up on the aptly named website, drugs.com. Ooh, <laughs> love, love drugs.com. Sponsor us. Uh, and this scary sounding acid is, quote, a combination prescription antibiotic. Amazing. Nailed it, doctor. Uh, amoxicillin is a penicillin antibiotic that fights bacteria in the body. Nice. Uh, clavulanic, clavulanate potassium is an inhibitor that helps prevent certain bacteria from becoming resistant to that amoxicillin. That's end quote. cool. Super cool. It is a <gasps> one-two punch. Yeah. Oh my God. That's really smart because you can start to get kind of used to it. That's right. Your body is like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> or your bacteria is like both. Yeah. I know. I've seen you before. <laughs> That's right. I can I deal know with what's this. going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's super helpful, super common stuff. But for our 50-year-old, it didn't seem to do the job. So according to our source study published in the August issue of BMC Psychiatry, uh, due to persistent respiratory symptoms, the patient returned to the hospital the day after. Oh, man. I'm sorry, man. So he returned, and it was then they upped the ante and gave him, say it with me now, clarithromycin. Clarithromycin. Sorry. I have a... (laughs) Clarithromycin. There you go. Nailed it. She got it. Uh, again, this too is a widely used drug, uh, so it's not unusual. He was prescribed this at all. Yeah. Uh, ac- according to our neurotic friend, WebMD. Good times. That's right. It's also used to. It's also used to treat a variety of bacterial infections, uh, like pneumonia. Got it. Got and it. he was given 500 milligrams and sent on his merry way. It once. sounds like a lot. Yeah. 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 But something tells me, based on what happens in this podcast, every time, it's not going to work. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, according to that study, uh, what events happen next? I would love to talk about it. Sort of. Actually, I, hope, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what happens first. Okay. Quote, Two days after the second antibiotic prescription, his family members noted a progressive change in his behavior Mm -hmm. with unusual lagoria or excessive and often incoherent talkativeness. That's annoying. Irritability, increased physical activity, elevated mood, and ideas of being in contact with God. Mm -hmm. I think he took ecstasy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My bad. Uh, Due to these sudden changes, the family brought him back to the hospital. Thank God. He was transferred to the emergency department of the University Hospital of Geneva two days after modifying the antibiotic therapy. There were no known allergies, no tobacco, alcohol, illicit substance, or daily medication intake, and uh, the patient has never taken antibiotics before, end quote. So theoretically, um, antibiotics should really work. If you've never taken it, oh my God. I know. I wish I wish I had that body. That sounds (laughs) great. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was feeling 
real high. Oh, yeah. Almost methy. Yeah. 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 That's now, not good. <laughs> now, I'm sure doctors knew he had never taken anything before and weren't concerned. Uh, these pre- prescriptions are really common. Yeah. So they probably didn't think anything like talking to God would happen. So Yeah. So... They had to figure this out. Is this a case of psychosis or something stranger? I think it's something stranger. <laughs> let's get into it. Yes. Now, let's start with this patient's first psychiatric evaluation. Yay. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, it turns out shit started hitting the fan after taking the first prescription, that amoxicillin. Okay. Even at the first time. Okay. Uh, he told doctors he had the sensation of dying and developed auditory hallucinations, including hearing God, who said he was chosen for a special mission. What? (laughs) Yes. Sensation of dying? Yeah. God has a mission? Yep. From taking amoxicillin. Isn't that crazy? I, there's something else. Is it like, is it like, okay, I have a theory. No, actually, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, did he suddenly become schizophrenic because of the anti no that doesn't make any sense well we'll get to it it does okay. it does do a little something to your brain oh really mm-hmm. it brings something up <laughs> yeah. uncovers something gives <laughs> you something new who knows <laughs> That's right. so let's continue yes so uh even while being evaluated the patient was acting exactly as his family had described the irritability the logoria was present for example uh, so doctors provided some sweet, sweet lorazepam. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if that sounds familiar, we talked about it in episode 058, The Bizarre Death of Gloria Ramirez. Mm-hmm. 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 I remember. That's right. She was exhibiting the same kind of behaviors and given lorazepam, a medication used to treat anxiety and seizures, supposed to calm you down. It did not work for her. Spoiler. Look, it doesn't work for anyone. <laughs> they prescribe it to everyone and... I don't know. I've, I've talked to like one person who tried it. And <laughs> and they it didn't enough. like it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, for today's patient, it worked a little bit. Okay. And needless to say, doctors were like, we also need to remove this amoxicillin and see what happens. Okay. Thankfully, as the hours passed, his behavior and mental state were getting stable. But there's always a but. He was still sick with pneumonia and that had to be treated. So, oh no. Yeah. That's, that's right. He that's right. Forgot about that. That's right. So doctors readministered our good friend Clarithromycin, and everything was fine. Oh yay! No, of course not. Oh okay. god damn it! <laughs> oh, I don't know why I believed you, Doctor Marissa. Please tell us, according to John Arnst of LiveScience.com, what happened then, and what did doctors diagnose him with? I would love to f- find out. <laughs> All right, quote, when he started taking another antibiotic called clarithromycin to treat that pneumonia, the mania symptoms returned, prompting him to stop antibiotic treatment again. Mm -hmm. A week after stopping all antibiotics, the man no longer had manic symptoms. Doctors had diagnosed the patient with antibiomania, a rare side effect of treatment with antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The term antibiomania was coined in 2000 in a 2002 review published in the Journal of Clinic. <laughs> That's this. an easy word. <laughs> Clinic. I'm so used to words like clarithromycin. So I'm like waiting for yep. another one. Yep. Anyways, it was published in the Journal of Clinical Psycho 
Pharmacology that examined case studies involving antibiotic-related mania, end quote. That was a lot of syllables, but we powered through them. You nailed it. Um, This is wild. Yeah. What? Like, it's crazy that this happens because it could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. But why? <laughs> That's a good Why, question. Jill? Yes. Why? Yes. I, obviously, it's not happened to me. I'm just, I've taken a thousand antibiotics and yeah. never have I talked to God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. How the fuck is this possible? Does this or can this happen with any antibiotic? All great questions. Now, before we get into the theories, let's talk about some fun stuff first, like how often this happens. Oh, great. (laughs) Yes, please tell me. Uh, Well, good news, everyone. Our patient is not alone. In fact, Pascal Sienert, a psychologist and psychiatrist at Catholic University of Leuven in Belgium, told Live Science, quote, I have seen, in my own experience, at least three cases, one with repeated episodes. Oh, no. My colleagues, they all have had some cases. So if you add up these numbers worldwide, there's certainly an underreport of cases, end quote. Interesting. So doctors are probably just seeing them and being like, I don't really need to report this Mm -hmm. because it's like... Yeah, they probably just like, oh, we'll just stop. We'll just give you something else. Exactly. I got it. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So Pascal and his colleagues did a little digging into the prevalence of antibiomania and uncovered 47 cases in published reports. Uh, Get this, the patient's ages ranged from as young as three to 77. Holy shit. Yeah. So what scares me about this is like people send you, like doctors send you home with antibiotics all the time and then you like go to work and like... (laughs) That's embarrassing. What if I took antibiotics for like a UTI and mm-hmm. then went to work and, and talked to God? And God was there in the bathroom. That would be so weird. <laughs> and I would get so fired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. Now, uh, now, ages 3 to 77, that's quite a spread. But they found some patterns. Uh, two-thirds of the cases involved males. And 12 different antibacterial agents were identified as possible sources of the problem. Wow. Put a pin in it. Okay, okay, now, okay. Now, 47, that, that's a number. But even more good news, authors from that 2002 study, yeah. the one that coined the term antibiomania, yes. well, they solicited unpublished reports from the World Health Organization and the Food and Drug Administration, oh. yeah, the FDA. Good times. And they, <laughs> and they found a larger number. Great. That's right, Dr. Marissa. How many cases were there and what drugs were identified? Let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> From the study Antimicrobial Induced Mania or Antibiomania, a review of spontaneous reports, quote, 21 reports of antimicrobial induced mania were found in literature provided by the FDA. There are six cases impl- implicating clear clarithromycin, and one case implicating amoxicillin. The WHO, uh, WHO, reported 82 cases of these. Clarithromycin was implicated in 23 or 27.6 cases. Cases percent of 20, I'm going to, okay, I got this, 27.6% 
of cases. Cases reported by the FDA showed clarithromycin and one other antibacterial, antibacterial drug to be the most frequent, frequently associated with the development of mania. End quote. I like how at the beginning of this quote, I couldn't pronounce clarithromycin. And now I'm a pro at it. Absolute professional. Clarithromycin. Clarithromycin. <laughs> I lost it. See, it's once you start thinking about it, it, it yeah, you just trip all over. I, I'm gonna, can't. I'm gonna get the mania from just saying the <laughs> word. Right. Yeah, that's fucking. Is that God? <laughs> damn it, God! God damn it! Now, now this sounds bad. Uh, having yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having clarithromycin and amoxicillin pointed out over and over, but the paper went on to say even though patients do have an increased risk of mania with these drugs, it's not statistically significant. Interesting. Physicians should, however, be aware of this condition no matter what and be vigilant for any signs. That sounds fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this leads us to why. Yeah, why? Why does it happen to some people? Why? All right, drum roll, please. We think we kind of have an idea. Ah! (laughs) Fine. Now... A few classes of antibiotics, like our friends clarithromycin and amoxicillin, uh, they've been found to affect the brain's GABA system. Ooh, GABA, GABA. GABA, yeah, G-A-B-A. GABA, not to be confused with the Swedish pop sensation ABBA, (laughs) stands for gamma amino butric acid. Nice. Well done. Yeah. This was a hard one. This has been, yeah, (laughs) this this has been some interesting words today. So those antibiotics can sometimes stop GABA from doing its job, which is being a neurotransmitter responsible for tamping down excited neurons and calming you the fuck down. Quote, that might explain why in these circumstances mania arises, Pascal Senart told LiveScience.com. By inhibiting an anti, sorry, by inhibiting an inhibitory neurotransmitter, that results in excitatory function, end quote. I'm just processing yeah. this. So like the thing that kind of chills you out, yeah. your excited neurons, Yeah, this is fucking with it. Exactly. So those excited neurons are just like, woo! Yep. They're partying hard. That's right. Partying hard with the Lord. And you... <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. They're right. partying with the Lord. That's right. This is wild. It, well, now I want it. Now you want to try it. I want to try it. It sounds like fun, <laughs> except for the lageria part. I love that word. I want to sing a country song about it. Lageria. Lageria. <laughs> it, it, it's like diarrhea of the mouth. Yep, mm-hmm. that is exactly what it is. <laughs> love it. Uh, so this is a damn good theory. So you guessed it. More researchers have to take a look-see into the effects of these drugs. But in the meantime, if you know anyone on them, keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on them. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for their lageria. <laughs> yeah, get out of the way. <laughs> so after the break, another man is very lucky to be alive. Nice. Despite how god-awfully funny landing... But first, on an air hose sound. Oh, dear. Oh, God. (laughs) Stay tuned. Please do. 
And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And our next story sounds like it should take place right here in the good old U.S. of A., specifically Florida. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yet, my friends, it does not. Oh. I know. Nay, let's head on over to arguably one of the most gorgeous places on Earth, New Zealand. Ah, the Shire. That's right. Lord of the Rings. That's, Frodo Baggins. That's right. Well done. The wizard. <laughs> the wizard guy. The wizard guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we're also jumping a bit farther back in time to 2011. Oh, wow. I know. What a year. <laughs> sure. What a chill year. <laughs> and we're hanging with a bunch of Kiwi trucker friends in the small coastal town called Opotiki. Oh, fun. All right. I like that word. Opotiki. Opotiki. Now, where is this? Don't worry, I got you. Uh, everyone, please imagine the two largest islands of New Zealand. You got it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Together, they kind of look like a comma. Oh. Now, point to the middle of the northern coast of the North Island, and in that general area is our town, and where one man's life nearly ended. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That man was Stephen McCormick. No, it's Stephen. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Poor Steve. Stephen McCormick, 48 years old, who happened to be standing on the rigging between his truck and trailer at Weotahi Contractors. Okay. I think. Okay. So he's standing between his truck (laughs) and his trailer. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't know a damn thing about trucks, but from what I've seen as they barrel along on the highway, there's a lot of important shit in that space. Yeah. 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 A lot of wires, a lot of shit. Things. (laughs) Things. <laughs> yes. It's a bunch of stuff I don't have words for. Right. It's connect, connective tissue, there sort of. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, in the, for this story, one of those things happens to be a brass valve that connects the truck's brakes to a compressed air supply. I see where we're going mm-hmm. with this. It's V-important, and turns out it's V-dangerous. Oh, no. <laughs> Now, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what happened this fateful day to our good friend, Stephen. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm so stressed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. From abcnews.com, quote, he slipped and fell, falling onto that brass nozzle, which pierced his left buttock? Mm-hmm. No. Air then rushed into his body at 100 pounds per square inch. In a matter of minutes, my body blew to twice its size. Uh, McCormick told New Zealand's Three News, his boss, Robbie Peterson, witnessed the accident and told ABCNews.com his body started to literally blow up. And before we knew it, his face went up like a balloon. No, end quote. This is like some Willy Wonka shit. This is wild. How is he still alive? It's a great question. How do you fill your body with air? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah! (laughs) That's right. Tell me everything, Joe. Oh, my God. My friends, Stephen became the human equivalent of a Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloon. Not a good thing. (laughs) No. um, He did not float, of course. Instead, he nearly exploded. Oh, my God. Let's get into it. Now, Robbie Peterson's son, coincidentally named Spike, was, was also there at the time of the accident. Spike was on it and called 111, the New Zealand equivalent of 911. Handy. Yeah. But uh, the universe 
has a sixth sense of humor because as he told abcnews.com, their small town only has two ambulances and both were busy at the time. They were too busy for the human balloon? <laughs> too busy for the human balloon. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, don't worry, it gets worse. Uh, the nearest rescue helicopter based two hours away was also busy. What do you do? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Quote, we knew we needed help quick, Spike told ABC. The pain was unreal. Lifting him up and off the nozzle was the worst. Oh, my God. End they quote. did it? Yeah. <gasps> now, before Stephen was lifted off the nozzle, he was on the nozzle, my friends, yeah. and, and very conscious. No! Yeah. He told local newspaper, the Wakatane Beacon... Wakatane Beacon. Wakatane Beacon. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> uh, quote, I felt the air rush into my body, and I felt like it was going to explode. Oh, my God. I was blowing up like a football. I felt it. It felt like I had the bends, like in diving. Yeah. I had no choice but just to lay there, blowing up like a balloon, end quote. Oh, my God. Yeah. Although completely immobilized, Stephen thankfully had colleagues close enough to run to the rescue. Uh, these were Jason Wineham, Russ Sorry, Ross Hustler, Robbie and Spike Peterson. Uh, they had the awful task of slowly removing their friend off the nozzle and keeping keeping Stephen alive. What now, heroes? Yeah. Talk about good friends. Fuck sex in the city. They're <laughs> all so mean. They would not do this for one of their friends. I That's cannot true. see the I don't know why I brought them into the picture. <laughs> I tried to think of like a classic group of friends. And the friends' friends are just too terrible. Yeah. So yeah, these are these, these are, are friends. actual friends. I want to see their TV show. Yeah. Who's this gonna... is a show about love. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ask yourself: Would your friends, you know, remove your ass from a nozzle? I can think of a couple. <laughs> I can think of a couple. And if uh, and if they don't, if, they, if if no one comes to mind, they're not. They're not, they're not friends. real friends. Yeah. Are they ass worthy friends? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Let's move on. Yes. Okay, so. <laughs> so how did they keep Stephen alive? Uh, they, did <laughs> they did this by placing him on his side okay. and, quote, as McCormick struggled to breathe, coworkers tried to keep him calm by putting ice packs around his neck. Wow. It was an hour before paramedics arrived. That is cruel and unusual. That is know, awful. Sucks. That was from ABC. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Dr. Marissa, let's get into the thick of it. Like, yes. <laughs> like, how fucked up did Stephen get fucked up? Yeah. Yes. Please tell us a bit of what the effects were <laughs> of 100 pounds per square inch to the body. Uh, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get deep into it. Okay, from abcnews.com, quote, When paramedics tried to insert a needle for a morphine drip, the pressure from the air inside McCormick Push the needle out. That was fucking wild. It was like putting a needle into a piece of rock, says, uh, said Peterson. They were also unable to give him air through a tube in his nostrils. Doctors said the compressed air filled his abdomen and chest as well as the space around his heart, lungs, and even behind his eyelids. End quote. Her hand is over her mouth, everyone. How, how is he still alive? <laughs> I know. I don't understand. This doesn't seem at all even close to humanly possible. Man, those friends, they acted fast, you know? Oh, my God. How did they, how did they deflate? Oh, keep the, yeah. 
But we're going to get to that. Okay, okay. We are so going to get to that. So, yeah. yeah, my friends, don't forget, this means all of that air was also crushing Stephen's organs. Jesus. And pushed pushed its way into nearly every possible crevice. Oh, put a pin in that, too. Okay, oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. So, after finally reaching the hospital, a team of five doctors decided to run a hose through his ribs to his lungs so a breathable line of air could be absorbed. Wow. Through his ribs to his lungs. Yeah. Oh my God! So they're just putting air from him back into his lungs, like breathable air. Yeah, there was so much wow. air that air that's not oxygen. Oh, that's so they had to release that and then another one yeah. with good air. I yeah, got it. Okay, exactly. okay, okay. And there he stayed in the emergency department for three days to literally decompress. Oh my God! During that time, he said his skin felt quote like like a pork roast to the touch. End quote. Jesus, that's right, because it's too big. I mean, it's too, it's yeah. stretched. Yeah, it was also hard and crackly on the outside, but soft underneath. Oh my God. And that's because, my friends, all right, look, brace yourself. I shit you not, the air separated his fat from his muscles. Oh my God. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. No. Yeah. I've seen every Saw movie, and this is grosser. Yes. I have seen the human centipede, and this is grosser. The air separated the fat from his muscles. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so I know what else you're thinking. <laughs> How did all of that extra air come out of his body? Yeah. Well, you guessed it. Constant flatulence. No! That's so funny! This is a terrible, terrible thing to happen to someone. But I hope he made 8,000 jokes. I hope he is able to make jokes about it today. Probably not. Uh, three days of intense, constant flatulence. He had now. to fart the bad out. That's right. In with the good, fart out the bad. Put it on a tote. Put it on a tote, you guys. That's right. Uh, on the bright side, one, he's still alive. That's wild. And two, he suffered no broken bones and no bruises. Isn't that crazy? I cannot believe that. And three, his skin remained intact, so he didn't explode or rip up in places. Oh, my God. So give a round of applause for just how awesome skin is, everyone. Skin. Wow. Fuck yeah. Good job, skin. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Dr. Marissa, please give us some more good news. Uh, what did Stephen's mother have to say about <laughs> this? <laughs> oh, no, I'm really worried. Okay. McCormick's mother... Tui McCormick, 78, told ABC News that her son is completely recovered, adding with relief, he's good as gold, he's back to new again, end quote. Amazing. Wow. I know. Wow. And in proper Kiwi fashion, his colleagues are slash were in the process of making up a nickname for Stephen. Thank God. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have any update on that. So if any member of the flock out there would like to take a swing at it and like to make up a name, a nickname for Steven, please tweet at us or DM us and we'll share it with the world uh, on social media or in the next episode. I'm thinking farter of the year. <laughs> I saw that on a mug once. Get it? Get it? Yes. And um, I really uh, liked it. I think he would be... You'd be the perfect person to receive that oh, gift. Damn, you know, Valentine's Day just passed, and I, w- I would have gotten you that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> There's always the 4th of July. That's right. Nothing more romantic right. than the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Uh, so, Dr. Marissa, I also have a photo of Steve. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. I was scared to ask because I was like, she might not have a photo. I don't want to ask. I don't want to get our listeners excited. Please, thank yeah. God, show me the photo. Okay, so this was back in 2011, so they didn't have Hurry, okay. Jill. <laughs> All right, so I do have a photo of him in the hospital recovering. Okay. Uh, and this photo and a bunch of other stuff will be on our social media stuffs. So please come on by and take a look at Stephen as he's recovering. Do it. Uh, this is Stephen. All right. Stephen looks great. I <laughs> cannot believe this person went through that. Yeah. Um, it's a guy in a hospital bed. He's not wearing a shirt. He's got a bunch of uh, wires hooked up to him. Yeah. And um, he looks pretty damn normal, just a little bloated. Just Yeah, I mean, his head does look tiny compared to his body. Yeah, his stomach, it, it looks like he had quite a few burritos. Yeah, yeah. But that's really it. His skin doesn't look too bad. He looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, his eyes are a little, you know, it looks like he's been through some shit. It looks, yeah, he, yeah. he looks a little haunted. Yes, yes. He, he looks a little, tra- he looks a lot traumatized. Yeah, maybe he just farted, you know? <laughs> He's probably farting right as this picture was taken. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stephen, if you're listening. I don't know if he will, but uh, we, love I, you. we love you and we respect you. And we <laughs> yes. are so happy for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that you're okay. Uh, we also love and respect you for listening, <laughs> rating, yes. rating, subscribing, telling your friends about uh, anti-biomania and, and Stephen. Can- and Stephen, you know, shoot us over uh, a nickname for Stephen. Yeah, Big Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you can do better. You can do <laughs> farty Steve. No, I hate it. Um, y'all will figure it out. I we'll believe in y'all. Out. Yeah, and uh, please. Stay interesting. Oh, please do.